Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Health is everyone's business. Now, that's not me talking. It's an organization called Healthy Futures. They're a group of health professionals taking action to address climate change and related threats to health and well-being. Hello, I'm John Langer. And this week on Dirt Radio, we're going to be spending a little bit of time hearing from three health professionals, all of them deeply involved in the climate campaign work initiated by Healthy Futures. And this is a recorded interview that I did with them, and here's part one. I'd like to start by asking each of you to introduce yourselves. Thanks, John. My name is Sasha King, uh, and I'm a registered nurse. My name is Tatiana Hitchin. I'm a surgical doctor. I'm Harry Jennings. I'm a doctor training to be a GP. Harry, we're talking about Healthy Futures, and you were one of the early members, in fact, if I understand it, you might have even been one of the founders of yeah. Healthy Futures. Tell us a little bit about the background and the thinking behind Healthy Futures. Yeah, okay. So me and my partner have always been quite interested in not just in the health of the t- patients who are, we're treating in our clinics, but the health of people around the world and um, acknowledging the complex factors that contribute to those people's health in terms of their income, their education, their poverty, um, but also the environment in which they live is really important. Um, making sure people have clean air to breathe, clean water to drink, um, and healthy food. Um, Climate change has been identified for almost 10 years now by the medical profession as the greatest health threat to the 21st century um, because it's going to affect um, all of those things um, through sort of extreme weather events, rising sea levels, spread of infectious disease, and going to impact lots of people's health in all kinds of um, complicated ways. So, as uh, as they say in the medical profession, prevention is better than cure, or prevention's worth a pound of cure. Um, so me and my partner Kate set up Healthy Futures three years ago um, to allow health professionals to work together to take action on climate change um, and to explain to people that climate change is a health concern as well as an environmental and economic concern. Um, so yeah. And uh, Sasha, what about you? Where, where did where did you first uh, connect with Healthy Futures, and and how did that happen? Um, I connected uh, to Healthy Futures a few years back. Um, I met Harry at um, a um, a health uh, and climate uh, forum and um, learnt about what Healthy Futures was all about. And I, I really believe that, you know, as individuals, we have a responsibility uh, to, to, to make decisions about where our money's going and what's happening to it. And, and Healthy Futures really... Um, Brings that uh, forward to the health profession that you know they, you know they need to be aware of um, where their money's being invested and and uh, and divestment is a, a huge you know part of that. So mm, mm. we'll yeah. come to that in a minute. 
Tatiana, what about you? Where did you connect to Healthy Futures, and uh, what was the, what was your thinking behind getting involved? Uh, so I connected with Healthy Futures, um, having known Harry and Kate for quite a while. Um, we were all involved with another um, health professional climate group, um, but I really wanted to get involved in something where we were taking more targeted action. We had more specific campaigns, and I felt that I could make more of a contribution. Um, like Harry, I'm very concerned about the um, effects on human health that climate change is posing. Um, they're multifaceted and they affect all of us. But there's also a social justice issue that people from um, low-income countries are more disproportionately affected by all of these factors. Mm. My understanding of Healthy Futures is it's as and in fact you've hinted at it right right now. You're working across a number of areas, a number of let's call them campaign areas or initiatives. And let me just give you my little summary because I'd like you to kind of expand on each of these. You're currently focusing on health profession, the health professions, and super funds, and where the 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 money goes that that connects to the super funds. You're also talking about, as you've mentioned, greenhouse gas emissions and climate change and the necessity, I guess, in the long run of switching away from fossil fuels. And in fact, my understanding is that you've got a project or an initiative where you'd like all hospitals to finally go solar in the future. And something that I was very interested in is uh, on your website it talked about the environmental footprint of the healthcare system. All of those things that to me are both interesting and critical. I wanted to start, and I'm happy for any of you to answer this, but what, start with this environmental footprint of the healthcare system. This intrigued me. What, what, did, what does this mean? And, and uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, John, I'm uh, actually working on a project at the moment that's looking at um, the impact of the health system on, uh, on, on the environment in terms of greenhouse gas emissions. The healthcare industry generates 7% 7 of the country's greenhouse gas emissions into the Earth's atmosphere. So the entire carbon emissions of 7% of Australians' population is produced by Australia's healthcare industry. Um, the population of, of South Australia is 7%. Um, it, it's a huge... Um, I, I yeah. actually had no idea. That's extremely interesting. I, I had no idea. Yes, and keep going. Tell us more. Um, it actually comes down um, to the pharmaceutical industry actually contributing the, uh, up to two-thirds... Um, of the healthcare systems, mm. greenhouse gas emissions, but most of it also um, originates from indirect sources, from external providers, from the energy that we source, transportation, um, that sort of thing. So um, we really need to, to make changes to become a, a carbon neutral system and, mm. and take responsibility for uh, at the role that we take of taking care of the community. Just to elaborate on that, in terms of the what you're talking about, are many? I wasn't aware of these things. I'm assuming many people would not be necessarily aware of this. No, like in our workplaces, we're so busy, uh, we're so pressured doing the work that we do. Um, having awareness of uh, you know uh, the waste streams and and what happens to that mm. waste and the impact of that and. It, it, it's not on our radar, to be honest, mm, and, mm. and it is um, something that really needs you know, to be brought forward um, on all different levels, mm, and, mm. and Healthy Futures is just another way of, of coming in um, on a really important uh, issue. Mm. 
Tatiana, you've talked about uh, the impacts of climate change, particularly on countries uh, less well-off than Australia mm. and so on. And clearly one of the campaigns related to healthy futures is the switch from fossil fuels to renewables. Mm. Tell us a bit more about that, that sort of side of things. Well, I mean, I, th- I think one of the benefits from switching away from fossil fuels is we get a, a reduction in the amount of air pollution. And fossil fuels are one of the greatest contributors to air pollution in the world. We look at countries like China and India, uh, they have a disproportionately horrendous level of air pollution. I and mean, we've seen lots of news reports about smog. It also affects neighbouring countries. So Singapore, there was a sort of diplomatic incident because Singapore's air quality was affected by illegal forest fires in Indonesia a few years ago. Um, and this has a knock-on effect on human health. Um, air pollution is uh, thought to be the fourth leading cause of death in the world. We're talking about six to seven million people dying every year. Um, and the life expectancy of people in China, where there are very high areas of air pollution, is uh, at least a 40-month reduction just from air pollution in their lifespan. Mm. And again, uh, I guess the, going back to the question I asked before, how widespread is this, uh, I guess, the knowledge about this in, say, the medical profession or more broadly in the community? I know in the community there's, there are concerns, but, you know, obviously it's hard to mobilize people. I'm, I think the awareness in the medical profession of the effects of air pollution on human health is, is actually understated. I think we're all very aware of how smoking and alcohol affect uh, cardiovascular and respiratory function, but we're probably not so aware that you know the air that we breathe around us in cities where many of us mm. live um, is also affecting our hearts and our lungs mm. and, and all sorts of other um, bodily functions. So uh, it's, a, it's a huge understated issue. Speaking about the, the pollution and the effects of carbon and so on, I'm, I'm, what's coming to my mind, and I, I'm happy to have any of you speak about this, the big fire in, at Hazelwood mm. a couple of years ago, and uh, there was a lot of discussion, particularly about the impact of that fire on the health of the community. And also, I think they were talking about the long-term effects of having those coal-fired power stations in those communities and what was involved in that. I'm just wondering if Healthy Futures has been either connected with that or at least thinking about those kinds of things. Yeah, so uh, Healthy Futures uh, wrote a letter. We worked with a couple of other organisations, Doctors for the Environment Australia and the Climate Health Alliance, I think it was 2016, when we wrote a letter to the state government um, requesting that they make a plan to for a just transition away from coal to the Latrobe Valley, and we did reference um, the findings. Well, we referenced you know the outcomes of the um, Morwell fire in 2014 and the harm that was caused by that. I think around the time we went the, wrote the letter, a um, second report on the fire had came out um, that indicated that uh, I think it was 11 deaths were attributed to the fire itself and the um, effects of pollution on the local population. Mm-hmm. Um, and even you know, notwithstanding that fire, before its closure, the Hazelwood Power Station was estimated to cause 18 deaths per year in the Gippsland region from its constant um, pollution from the burning of coal causing cardiovascular and respiratory disease. So there are a lot of other power stations still in the Latrobe Valley, and I think we and the government need to urgently find ways to transition away from fossil fuels to renewables for the mm-hmm. sake of um, the people there as well as in other places. You're with Dirt Radio, and we are listening to 
Healthy Futures. We'll be back with the second part of the interview after this. The seriously funny Rod Quantock will be at Steps Gallery in Carlton to open a fundraising art show at 3pm on Saturday, May 19th. Works by Arthur Boyd, Lunig, First Dog on the Moon and many, many more will be on sale. There'll be political cartoons from the present and posters from the past, as well as artworks of beauty, joy and wit. All proceeds will support ICANN, the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons, and winner of last year's Nobel Peace Prize and ICANN's parent organisation, MAPWA, Health Professionals Promoting Peace. All welcome. ICANN and MAPWA are 3CR supporters. On Dirt Radio this week, we're listening to a pre-recorded interview I did with Harry Jen's Tatiana, excuse me, Hitchin, and Sasha King, all health professionals involved in connecting issues of health with the crisis of climate change. Their organizations called Healthy Futures, and here's part two of the interview. Now I want to turn to something else, and you've you've hinted at this, but let's let's elaborate a bit more. Medical professional super funds and where they're going. And I think there's lots of people now that are thinking very seriously about these kinds of things. So how does this work within the health professions? Um, Well, I was at a conference yesterday uh, and the two health industry funds were present and I spoke to them. Tell us the names of these funds. Name some names, (laughs) Sasha. Name some names. Um, Well, I I did speak to uh, First State Super, um, and I questioned them about um, the integrity of their investments um, and where it's going. And they they acknowledge that they are definitely still investing in fossil fuel extraction industries. Um, but they have uh, to to balance that. Um, it, they have proposed these socially responsible invest investment funds um, to try and make people who are interested and who do care feel better about the investment. But essentially, um, they're still contributing in some way to to supporting, you know, a harmful industry. Um, And I think that's, you know, the the desire of Healthy Futures is complete divestment. The the way other industries have divested from harmful practices, cigarette smoking is a perfect example. Yes, yes. Did they, when you ask the question, did they look at least a little bit shamefaced and and shuffle their feet? Um, Look, a little (laughs) bit. But they, I mean, they have a, you know, if I can say, they, they, they have an alternative that they feel that they're delivering that's, you know, can somewhat balance it, but it, it it's it's not enough. Um, you, you know, uh, superannuation is one of the most powerful tools we have to fight to stop climate change. Collectively, we have more money in super than um, our economy generates in a year, but only 2% of the world's pension funds are investing in renewable mm. energy and climate solutions, with as much as 50% connecting to polluting industries. Mm. So mm. Um, it, it's a powerful tool, and it... Yes. And, the the other organizations uh, super fund that I, I saw on your website, which I you know I'm interested to have you explain it. It's HESTA. Mm. What does H E S T A? What does it stand for? And is it a particular fund that spe- specifically targets the medical medical or the health professions? Yes, it is. So. I'm pretty sure HESTA stands for Health Employees Superannuation Trust Australia, and it was set up in the late 70s or 
I think it was the late 70s, as part of a, a raft of industry super funds that were set up at that time um, as a result of negotiation between the government and the union movement um, because they wanted to set up super funds where the unions could have um, sort of a seat at the table and ensure good conditions um, and services were provided to their members. So lots of industry funds like HESTA require a certain num- amount of union representation on their board, and HESTA's, I think, about half their board members are from unions. Mm-hmm. Um, because of... I guess because of Hester's history and because it's quite large and also First State Super is quite large, they essentially hold a duopoly over um, the superannuation of health professionals in Victoria, New South Wales and I think the ACT as well. Um, uh, there are like some for some professions, their enterprise bargaining agreement stipulates that they must be with one of these super funds. Um, nurses and doctors is less restrictive, which is good, um, but there are many people who don't get much of a choice about which which mm. super fund they go with, and they're automatically their super is put into a fund mm. that mm. is uh, investing in fossil fuels, driving climate change, and causing deaths. Um, so this is an enormous problem, and we have to work with the union movement as well as other stakeholders um, to put pressure on the super funds to invest in healthy. Um, climate solutions rather than further climate mm, pollution. Mm. And is that uh, that that is one of the main main streams of your campaigning work? How mm. how's it going? Yeah, good. So several hundred Hester and First State Super members have written to Hester and First State Super um, using our uh, petitions, uh, asking them to divest from fossil fuels. Um, that's at healthyfutures.net.au/divest. Um, if you know any Hester or First State Super members, we've had several actions. Um, outside sort of Hester award ceremonies and other places, um, calling on Hester and First State Super to divest. We've met with both funds several times. Um, they, uh, at, you know, they offer the same kinds of um, greenwashing um, answers mm-hmm. as Sasha alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. um, but they're not yet at the point where they are ready to divest yeah. from fossil fuels, which is, I mean, we're not even asking them to divest from diversified companies like Rio Tinto and BHP Billiton. It's the pure play fossil fuel companies yep. like Exxon, Santos, yes. um, and Whitehaven Coal that we, their business model is not compatible yes. um, with a two degree warmer world or less. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, again, my understanding is that, in fact, the, the business models are moving. I mean, eventually the business models are going to move, be moving away from fossil fuels. And uh, mm. I imagine the super funds are will be keeping a very close eye on all that. I wanted to just keep going and uh, ask you, uh, are there any other initiatives that you've got planned? You've spoken about several. Is there anything coming up that we should know about that uh, – that in the in the campaigning area, yeah, um, I'm keen to for Sasha and Tatiana to chip in a bit here too. But I'll just mention that um, we are looking to promote solar uptake in hospitals and health services around Australia, and we're um, uh, working on a project. We'll be working on a project for that later on this year, provided we get the funding for it. Um, and also, I think um, more advocacy around to the federal government around transition from fossil fuels to renewables is really important. So we'll um, try and work on that as well if we can. And the the hospital initiative sounds like a fantastic one. I was just wondering if you've been doing, I mean, this may not be an appropriate question, but are there other places where hospitals are going solar? Are there examples that uh, Victoria, for example, or even Melbourne can turn to? Um, absolutely. Um, green healthcare is, is a thing and uh, it's happening. And um, Australia has 10 Green Star rated healthcare um uh, hospitals, so Royal Adelaide Hospital, Flinders Medical Centre in South Australia, the Olivia Newton-John Cancer Wellness Centre in Victoria, mm-hmm. um, so uh, um, and more large-scale health precincts um, include Sunshine Coast University and Northern Beaches in Sydney. So green healthcare um, is 
coming. Mm. Um, but there are issues, obviously, with old infrastructure and, um, mm. you know, redeveloping um, health precincts mm, into mm. more sustainable building designs. So, so it's yeah. not; it's actually not something which is unfamiliar in Australia. There are there are already examples of these sorts of things going on. Absolutely. Okay, very interesting. The other thing that I found very interesting from your website was Healthy Futures seems to be taking the word futures seriously. And what I mean by that is. You put an emphasis on getting young people who are training in the health professions to get on board with your campaign. I thought that was a really interesting thing that you're doing. You want to, any of you speak about that? Uh, well, I know in the nursing profession, um, university students now have, as part of their curriculum, um, the environmental impacts of climate change as part of their learning. So it's it's amazing that it's being introduced so early um, and you know young people are just so acutely aware of you know the, the climate mm. uh, around them and the rhetoric that's you know surrounding them and and how um, devastating the prospect is if people don't change mm. the business as usual mm. model mm. so you know whether they're um, completely aware and and you know focused towards protesting, campaigning and standing up, they, you know, they, mm. I, I, it's a thing. It's Yeah, very interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting indeed. I guess to go back a little bit to a, a broader question, you, all of you are in the medical uh, or health professions. What do you think the consciousness of, of the sorts of things that you're talking about, climate change, renewables, getting out of fossil fuels, do you think there's a... Let's say over the last, I don't know, what, five, six, seven years, has there been an uptake in, in the consciousness within the health professions around these sorts of things? Yeah, I, I'd say so. I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think there are some amazing people out there doing amazing things. And, you know, that it, it is changing out there, um, policymakers or um, organisations that are, are really focused uh, on... Uh, for instance, the life cycle of a product, what happens to it at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, their the, the whole business model is, is creating a closed-loop system that's mm. responsible and, and it's a change that we need. And, you know... It, that's very, very positive. And, and in terms of the actual uh, uh, professional work that people are doing, they are much more concerned about these kinds of things. It's becoming part of the consciousness. Is it, I mean, I've noticed at my workplace that we put a lot more recycling bins available. We're recycling the um, plastic that we use in, in operating theatres. Um, we're recycling the um, sterile uh, uh, cloths that we use in operating theatres. It's it's very much in its infancy at the hospital that I work, but I know that there are other hospitals in Victoria. Mm. So the Western Hospital has a very, very... Um, good uh, sustainability unit, and the NHS also has um, a dedicated sustainability mm. unit. So mm. I think I think we're very acutely aware that there's a lot of waste in hospital, particularly plastic waste, and a lot of us are very um, distressed by it and mm. uh, are looking mm. for ways to um, reduce it. Mm. Interesting that you've mentioned the sustainability units within the organisation itself. I think that's really very interesting. Now, look, we're, we're, we're coming up to the end, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you about as well, which is um, 
you're having, I get, I gather there's a, a weekly get together that that you're uh, that you you have, and tell us a bit bit about that for people who are listening or interested in getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're an affiliate group of Friends of the Earth Australia, and you know this is Dirt Radio. So we uh, catch up at twelve p.m. every Saturday at Friends of the Earth upstairs in the meeting room, and we um, bring home cooked lunch as well to share. Um, so if you if you're in the health sector or you're concerned about the effects of um, pollution on health and you want to take action, come along to that or check out our website at healthyfutures.net.au, um, and we'd love to chat. And we will put that those details. We do a, we stream the program, and also we put up it, put it up as a podcast. And that those details those those links will be put on on our podcast as well. And finally, I wanted to ask you about um, a catch up that you're having at the end of this month. Uh, tell us about that. End of May, yes. Um, so uh, we recognise that um, coming along to a meeting and you know being involved in strategy discussion isn't the first thing that everyone wants to do when they get involved in an organisation. So we're holding a, a social barbecue in the Edinburgh Gardens. Uh, I think the date is the 27th of May, Sunday, um, from memory, and that'll be at 1pm in the northern part of the gardens um, near the barbecues along Alfred Crescent. Um, if you check out our website, um, we'd love to see you there, essentially. Okay, and we will put the details up on the Dirt Radio Facebook page and uh, also at the website. I want to thank you all for coming into the studio and having a chat with Dirt Radio today. And all the best for your work in the future. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Thanks. And we were listening there to a pre-recorded interview with Sasha King, Tatiana Hitchin, and Harry Jennings. They're all part of Healthy Futures, an organization of health professionals campaigning to connect people's health to the health of the environment and to the climate. And details about Healthy Futures will be posted on the 3CR Dirt Radio website, as well as a podcast of this show. Well, that's all from Dirt Radio this week. We'll be here again next Tuesday, and Dirt Radio is affiliated with Friends of the Earth Melbourne. And check out the website, fo.org.au, for all the details and all the campaigns that are currently in process. Talk to you next week.